Welcome to Care Over the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Folks, we've got a very exciting show today. We're going to interview a man who had been completely paralyzed from the neck down, healed himself, and is now share. And I'm looking at him and he's rocking in his chair and he's fine, folks. And um, he's going to share how he did it and then how you can do it too. But more importantly, in his book, Self-Healing, Supercharged Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair, he shows you how to do it. And then if you want to go a little bit deeper, you can definitely contact him. I just got to say, folks, his energy work works. Okay. It truly does work. Now the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that is holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question. Are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, excuse me, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can hope. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's moniquechapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. And folks, if you like the podcast, please subscribe. Tell your friends. We like to meet new people. Okay, now my guest today, RJ Spina, is a metaphysical teacher and healer who overcame chest down paralysis, diabetes, pancreatitis, Hashimoto's disease, and several other serious illnesses. He offers healings, counseling, uh, meditation, and self-realization instruction throughout the world. RJ currently lives in San Diego, California, and you can visit him at his website, and that is ascendthefrequencies.com. Again, all one word, ascendthefrequencies.com. Welcome, RJ. Thank you very much for having me, Monique. It's my pleasure. Hey, it's great to have you here. Absolutely love the book. You delve deep into the weeds, but you speak truth in at the same time, and it's very easy to digest. It just requires... What I found out in the book is one thing, and that's for you to do the work. <laughs> um, so let's back up a bit and talk about you. Um, what happened to you? How did you get out of it as far as um, being paralyzed? Yes. So uh, the beginning of 2016, uh, I started to feel uh, very unwell. I had no energy, couldn't focus, um, 
couldn't think straight. I had a severe brain fog, uh, absolutely exhausted. So uh, I wound up checking myself into the, the ER and I wound up being there for about two weeks and I was uh, diagnosed with uh, sepsis. Um, yeah, I was also diagnosed and this was all news to me, uh, type one diabetes, uh, being a type one diabetic, uh, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's autoimmune disease. And uh, my blood sugar level was something like 500 or 600. It was very, yeah, very bad. So I stayed there for about two weeks. They gave me a really strong uh, antibiotic. And actually when I got discharged, uh, roughly two weeks later, uh, the antibiotic that I need for the sepsis was so strong, they literally put, it's like a stent into my arm. And so every, uh, every eight hours that I would have to administer this antibiotic. Uh-huh. Uh, now, unfortunately, um, it, it didn't work to clear up the sepsis because uh, about six weeks later, after being discharged from the hospital, I became permanently paralyzed from the chest down and required emergency life-saving surgery, which is what they actually performed, Monique, was a, a laminectomy, which is where they scrape off the infection literally right off your spine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so... The, the prognosis, and you can see a video of this uh, on the homepage of my website. You can see surgeon's notes. You can see a copy, uh, excuse me, uh, the MRI of my spine. You can see my crushed spine. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see the surgeon pre-surgery, complete paraplegia, post-surgery, complete paraplegia. Um, the best way that I can describe what happened uh, after the emergency life-saving surgery is that I had fully awakened into, into what we can authentically call cosmic consciousness. Mm-hmm. And as a little kid, I used to leave my body and I used to say, if I ever get sick, I'll just heal myself. Uh, but the, the remembering of the mechanics mm-hmm. of that was completely back in one second. It's almost like someone just pulled back a curtain and I could see and understand everything. And in one moment, I knew exactly how to put myself back together, the metaphysics of it, the Mm -hmm. exercises, the protocols. And I even began saying it, oddly enough, as if the story is not already, but I even began explaining the mechanics of self-healing and self-realization to the ICU nurse. Uh And and, uh, she's like, how do you know this? And I I didn't really answer because it would have been even uh, more bizarre to to answer why I knew. but, But I said that I'd heal myself in a hundred days, I said I would walk unassisted in a hundred days and then I would have no signs of any of the chronic diseases uh, that I had and certainly not the sepsis, which still wasn't cured. And uh, all this is documented on a video right on my website. And in a hundred days, I walked as I said I would do. Now, did the sepsis lead to the paralysis? Yeah, I mean, my understanding now uh, at the time, the army of doctors didn't really know where any of this was coming from. But I, mm-hmm. what I think happened is that I had the, the sepsis and, and it was quite bad. I was told mm-hmm. I, would only, I wouldn't even live another 48 hours. Oh, wow. So, so as they were just pumping me with the antibiotics to, to try to take care of the sepsis, I think I got flooded with it. And so what happened is the, the virus actually hid itself within the vertebrae of my spine. Mm-hmm. To, to sort of evade what my bloodstream was, was getting hit with, which would mm-hmm. uh, nullify it or kill it. And so it just got worse and worse. The back pain 
that I started to experience once I got discharged from the hospital was just absolutely incredible. And then the, about three or four days prior to just becoming completely paralyzed, it was absolutely excruciating. I remember making two trips to the ER and just telling them that this level of pain, it's like, I can't even think straight that, that the pain, I just want to scream. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, they gave me Vicodin and oh, uh, wonderful. Yeah. And sent, and sent me home. And then it was only a couple of days later that I became a permanent quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, permanently, mm-hmm. permanently paralyzed. Yeah. Well, since we know that's not true, you know, with everything that you just went through, what you just described, how was it, and you address this in the book, but please address it for the audience. How was it you didn't fall into victimhood? You know, like poor me, you know, all of these people have done things to me and, you know, I'm just going to give up. I mean, you did the complete opposite, but what kept you from becoming the victimhood? Because in the book, you talk about victimhood exists in the unawakened mind. Did you know your mind was awakened at that point? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I've always been, we'll use the word odd or like this, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, something did definitely occur uh, when I woke up from emergency surgery uh, in terms of um, my understanding of things. We like to joke it was RJ 2.0. The understanding of, I'll use the word detachment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Monique, this is from my perspective and what I've uh, done with myself and helped others and what I'm able to access in terms of my own higher mind, detachment is really the key. So there, there's no victimhood. You don't see yourself as your body. You don't see yourself as your thoughts. You don't see yourself as your emotions. And if you don't see yourself as your body, you don't see yourself as the experiences that the body has had. And so now at this point, you're starting to work with more and more of the truth that you are this immortal divine energy being that is simply having, we'll say a human experience. Mm -hmm. And for me, because I used to just literally just leave my body as a child, I, I never had to wrestle with the idea that we are spirit. This was, this was tangible for me as literally as a little kid. So I've always known I'm not my body because I would experience leaving my body and looking at my body. So mm-hmm. when all of these things occurred, uh, the massive illness and the trauma, uh, I was detached. I realized that uh, my body was, for all intents and purposes, destroyed. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't feel it anymore. Um, and it certainly didn't work on any level, uh, but it didn't touch what I really am. And as an analogy, because I know for, for people in the beginning of this journey, detachment is probably the hardest thing to do. It is. Yeah. We, I, we identify with everything, but maybe this analogy will be helpful. If, if we, I'm in San Diego, by the way, uh, so it's, it's pretty much always sunny. So uh, <laughs> That's okay. You can it be is. sunny. I'm a little further north outside of San Francisco. So, you know, okay. hey. <laughs> yes. So uh, we all know what it's like when it's cloudy out, right? We, we just, we okay. can't see the sun. The, the, the sun is obfuscated by the clouds. Mm-hmm. Now we also know what clouds produce. They produce rain, sleet, snow, tornado, hurricane. So clouds produce terrible weather, mm-hmm. but, but it never touches the sun. And the mm-hmm. sun is what gives birth to all life here. So no matter how bad the weather is, the sun is untouched. It is mm-hmm. unscathed. This is the same with what we really are. What we really are is the sun. 
and we are untouched and unscathed by whatever goes on with the body-mind. Mm-hmm. We are the awareness of the body-mind. We are the awareness of thoughts, emotions, bodily sensations, what we call pain, pleasure. We're the awareness of all that. Mm-hmm. And upon detachment, or because detachment sometimes has a negative connotation, Monique, maybe we can say non-attachment. Okay. So, so with non-attachment to thoughts, emotions, body, bodily sensations, we reside as the sun. And even though there's all sorts of bad weather going on with the body-mind complex, we know tangibly, not, not just mentally, mm-hmm. we know tangibly that we're fine, that we're okay. And once we have that, that space from the non-attachment, mm-hmm. that's the area in, that we can now work. We have room to operate. And then all the uh, exercises and protocols that are actually very, well, as you know, very simple, but quite effective and profound. Yes. It gives us this space, Monique. This is really the key. And it's why so many people struggle with self-healing. It's because they see themselves as the issue, as the disease, Mm -hmm. as the whatever. It's just not true. You're the awareness of it. And another analogy, if I'll just throw another one out there, because I love analogies. So Mm -hmm. when we get in our car, we know that we're not our car. We know that. Mm-hmm. Now, if something is wrong with the car, needs a new starter, new brakes, or whatever, whatever it is, we just fix it. We're completely dispassionate about it. We don't mm-hmm. make a big deal about it. We don't emotionalize over it. We don't give ourselves uh, anxiety or depression because we just have to have the, the starter changed. Right. So we simply just address what is not working properly in a very non-attached or detached way. We either do it ourselves or we take it to a mechanic. Right. And that's that. Now, that level of non-attachment and detachment, Mm -hmm. I feel is necessary in order to put the body-mind back together when it's been severely damaged. If you see it as a vehicle that houses consciousness, which is the truth, that allows you to work with your starting point as the truth. Your foundation is strong because now you've got some space and now you can do work that you need to do. And the work that you need to do is specifically outlined within the Ascend the Frequency Healing Technique, which is in the book. Yes. Um, and, and folks, it's step-by-step. Step. It's very clear. Um, it's very concise. And again, you have to do the work, though. You can't sit back and just read it and think that, woo, the magic is going to happen. You have to do the work. And I'm really emphasizing that. It's not hard work, but if you don't invest in yourself, who else is going to invest in you? You know, if you don't love yourself, who else is going to love you? And to me, um, the supercharged self-healing is all about self-love because you're taking the energy in, or at least that's how I felt. And I got chills while I'm talking about that. But RJ, let's talk about um, something you speak about in the book. And that is um, the four directions of consciousness. You talk about reason. You talk about emotions and feelings faith and the will. How does all of that intertwine with helping ourselves to become non-attached so that we can allow the healing frequencies to work for us? Oh, Monique, that's a great question. Okay. So what what I've found is that uh, a soul uh, normally has a certain way that it likes to operate. And And when I say likes to operate, it's a certain way in which a soul gets its best results. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered is that there's really only four ways 
that we can work with ourselves in terms of getting results. And those are those four ways that you just outlined, which is reason. And you can think of reason as the intellect, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, faith, which mm -hmm. is obviously that sort of tangible connection to something greater than yourself, mm -hmm. right? Emotions and feelings, we all know what emotions and feelings are. And then the will, right? Which is simply determination. When you harness your energy and you focus it to one thing, you now are harnessing willpower. And we use our energy, which is our will, mm -hmm. for everything that we do, literally everything. Now, all we have to do in that book, and there's questions that we ask ourselves so we can determine, because we might not know consciously, but this way we can determine which way do we get our best results? Do I get my best results when I, I just rely on faith that I just know that if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and it'll work out and I'll just do the work. And I know what is going to happen is, is just going to happen. Mm -hmm. Do we use our gut, our intuition, our feelings, our feelings and emotions more to guide us in terms of our day-to-day -day life, in terms of decisions that we have to make, in terms of what situations and who and what things to get involved with. Do we use our emotions and feelings? Some people like to operate that way. Mm -hmm. Some people like to use reason or the intellect by reducing everything and compartmentalizing and analyzing things through mentalization. And some people get their best work through doing that. And then the last thing, what I found is that some people get the best results in terms of what they're trying to achieve if they simply will their way to do it. And we all know, like, if uh, we're trying to do something, sometimes, sometimes we're just like, all right, I'm going to power through this. I'm going to mm -hmm. make this. I'm going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. No matter how tough or how difficult, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. Now, some of us work better that way. Some of us work better with faith. Some, some of us work better with emotions and feelings. And some of us work better with reasoning or the intellect. Now, mm -hmm. once you determine which one you rely on most to get your best results, you can then harness that and use that almost as um, that's your gas, that's your foot on the gas pedal as you do all these different exercises and protocols, harnessing and relying upon what you're already skilled at, which is one of those four things. And some people are skilled at more than one mm -hmm. and rely on more than one, <laughs> but you're almost working from your comfort zone. And that allows people to feel confident that they're going to be able to do what they need to do because they're within their initial comfort zone in terms of how that specific soul or person likes to work. Okay. So let's say that you're a person that you need to know the answers. You know, it's an intuitive, I get calls every day, all day long. And, you know, I need to know this and I need to know that. And I was like, no, you don't need to know, but I help people find, you know, their own answers. I'm not a, a telling um, intuitive, if you will, I help you discover yourself. And sometimes I find myself caught in that trap. And when I was working with the book on one of my issues, I was like, well, you know, I got to know, I got to know. And then all of a sudden, I was reading the book a little further. And it's like, well, why do I need to know? Why should I care? And th there were two things that you said in the book that caught my attention to help me let go of the need to know. And that was to ask yourself, I don't know the answer questions. And one was like, how many hairs on a cat? And I went over to my sisters and I looked at the cat and I'm like, I don't know. Do I care? No, I still love Bebop. And that's the end of that. And the other one was um, how many windows in New York City? And I'm from New York and I'm like, well, you know, a zillion. 10 zillions, zillions of zillions. I don't know. And what does it matter? And that helped me come back to my core. So how do we get past the planted thoughts, thought forms, 
worrying about the past, worrying about the future to present time so that we can utilize the exercises that you present effectively? Well, the, the key, and that's another great question. So the key, again, it comes back to non-attachment or detachment. We, mm-hmm. only, we only think and emote in context to what our identifications are. So in other words, we can only think and emote it based upon the beliefs that we've identified with, the concepts that we've identified with, the ideologies and the roles mm-hmm. and the experiences. So we only think in terms of our identifications. Now, all identifications are false because what we are comes before any identification. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are pure awareness that is immortal. We, we are not any of the things that we can perceive. Right. So in other words, if you can perceive it, by definition, there's your proof that it's not you because you're the perception, not what you're perceiving. So when we start to really work with that, not just mentally, but feel that, and one way that we can do this is to just pretend that your two eyes, your physical eyes, Mm-hmm. Just pretend that your two eyes are floating with no brain attached. Mm-hmm. You can't think. Nope. <laughs> okay. So as, as you know, Monique, the book is filled with these mm-hmm. little. Yeah. And I, folk, that exercise ahead. is in the book, folks. So, you know, do it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, that's okay. That, the book is, is as, as we were just talking about, the book is filled with what I call magic tricks. And I mean mm-hmm. real magic because what we're actually learning to do is to move our energy, right? And that's what, that's what magic is, accessing and manipulating the energies that lie outside of physical sensory perception. Now, we don't see the energy that we're manipulating in order to think and emote and animate our body, but clearly it exists. Now, when we do these actual magic tricks and make no mistake, these are real magic tricks mm-hmm. or metaphysics, mm-hmm. you're able to command your body of energy and thus put your, put your mental body and your emotional body at rest. And so I can't tell you how many people have said, RJ, I can't, I can't meditate. I can't stop thinking, you know, the monkey mind, Mm -hmm. monkey mind is going, going, going. Okay. I understand. I totally understand. Do any one of those magic tricks, any one of them, and you actually can't think. Mm -hmm. So we go from, I can't meditate to completely turning that on its head. And you literally can't think. Mm-hmm. Now, once we start to achieve being present, which is non-thought, mm-hmm. now what's happening is all the energy that was stuck in the mental body and stuck in the emotional body is actually coming down like water draining from the bathtub. And now all that energy normally within our body resides just beneath uh, the belly button and above the groin. That's the gas tank, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're present and clear-headed and calm emotionally, the energy literally sits just beneath your belly button above the groin. That is the starting point for self-healing and self-realization. Once the energy has calmed down, the body automatically starts its self-repair and self-healing uh, program. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to do anything. We get a cut, it scabs over. We, the body wants to heal itself. Right. And the, the reason why we've lost connection with this, Monique, is because we don't stop thinking and emoting. We keep sending the wrong messages to the mental body and whatever conceptual reality we create for ourselves. Mm-hmm. the body has the tangible experience. If we're creating the story in our head, and it's just a story, it's false. Right. If we're creating a story in our head, the body then has to have that tangible experience. So we know, most of us know, we make ourselves sick. We stress ourselves out. We make ourselves sick. Well, 
Here's the most important thing about that. The opposite is also true. If we create a truly expanded state of consciousness, mm -hmm. your body has to have the tangible experience of that as well. And that's part of the paradigm shift of, the, of, of this book, of the work that I do, that we all seem to know how to make ourselves sick and we all do it. Mm -hmm. But now what we need to do is to understand that we have the exact same ability to self-heal and self-repair ourselves when we do these exercises properly. Wow. Um, it's light but heavy at the same time because people, you know, need to do the work. Um, in the book, you talk about true imagination being magic. Talk to us about that because, you know, we've talked about what we program in and generally it's something that we truly don't want, but we just can't help but bring that lower vibration in. So how do we raise the vibration with imagination and letting it turn into our magic? Uh, another great question, Monique. So the, one, the first thing that we have to do is we, we have to let go of the past, future, uh, back and forth paradigm. Okay, we have to okay. let go of that. In fact, not to get too trippy, but it makes complete sense that the future is the past because you can't have a future that's not based upon a past. Uh -huh. So really the future is the past. It's just projected into a, a moment that's not occurring right now. So what we really need to understand is past and future is just mental machinations. Now, those are limitations because they're already based on something. Pure imagination has no limitation. N none. Uh -huh. Zero. Okay. So this is what we are. We have no limitation. We just identify with things, which gives us our limitation program. So the ability to stop thinking, constantly thinking, 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 which is just really the movement of the past. Uh -huh. Once we learn how to get our energy out of our mental body and we're fully present, now it's, we have carte blanche to imagine whatever reality we would like for ourselves because we're no longer tethered to a past, uh -huh. right? You're literally starting over. And another way to do that is pretend that you just arrived here. No past, no future. Okay. I'm sorry. I was just digesting that. Right. Um, boy, I it, just, go ahead. It is, it is the non-thought, the ability to get ourselves present. Uh -huh. And one way to do that again is, right, like I just said, pretend you just arrived here. No past, no future. Okay, I want to um, switch gears for a moment, and I want to focus on your website a bit because there's a lot of information there, um, folks, and you'll get a true sense of all that uh, RJ has to offer. So if you visit ascendedfrequencies.com, RJ, what are we going to find there? <laughs> you, you are going to find a lot of information. Yes. What aren't we going to find? <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, one of the things that I'm um, very excited about, and rarely do you ever, ever hear me say that I'm proud of something, there is, uh, I developed a, a mobile app. And so there's some courses on there that you, can, that you can purchase through the website. And then you can literally download it onto your phone or do it right off the computer if you like. Uh -huh. And so now people have everything that they actually need for self-healing and self-realization right on their phone. And so all the teachings that are in the book that we're talking about I not only turned that into a mobile app, but what I did was I spent five, me and my team, it wasn't just me, believe me. Uh, mm -hmm. There is 3D modeling that captures some of the things that I see from a higher consciousness perspective. So as you're doing the exercises, 
you can actually look on your computer, look on your phone, you can actually see what's happening to you energetically as you're doing it. Absolutely amazing. Cool. Yeah, there's whiteboard animation, if people are familiar with whiteboard, you know, the hand that draws Mm -hmm. really fast. Mm -hmm. So I had everything done also in whiteboard animation. So it's an absolutely fun, interactive way and highly educational way to actually go through this. You can do this with a family member, you could do it with your with your kids. So you see the 3D modeling, you see the whiteboard animation. I had state-of-the-art computer graphics put in there, all these different images, and mm-hmm. you see what's actually happening. It is the most comprehensive, effective, and fun program on self-healing that, that exists. And it is available, like I said, you can actually, it's an actual app that you can get. There's other courses that are also on the website in terms of how to deprogram your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. which dictates most of our behavior. And we don't realize that because we don't have conscious access to our subconscious mind. It's mm-hmm. why we keep recycling experiences over and over again. So I developed a, a technique or a protocol, everyone say it, to access the subconscious mind. It's very easy. It's very simple and incredibly effective. And you start to understand why your life is the way it is. There are certain deep-rooted subconscious patterns uh, that are constantly replaying themselves. And that's why we typically get the same results in our life over and over. Tough and tough with relationships, tough having business success, tough making improvements on our mind-body. Most of that has to do with subconscious programming, and we don't even realize it. And so there's a an entire course on there that you can get that teaches you how to deprogram that, which, which allows you to take command and control of your life in the way that you're capable of, in the way that you're destined to, and in the way that it is your divine right to create without limitation and to create in a way that is truly reflective of who you are, rather than the programming that goes on within this realm. So there's the online courses, there's the mobile app, there's, uh, I think I've put 40 hours of video on there if, so if people like to hear me ramble about this stuff <laughs> they can watch uh, videos with uh, me lots of lots of interviews and things like that so you can hear me talk mm-hmm. about things and uh there's many articles uh that i've written that are there for free uh, as well so it's it is truly uh, a wealth of information and normally when people go on the website they actually spend quite a long time on the website and i i can't recommend that enough and i can't recommend enough the book and as well as uh, some of these courses, they, they are truly revolutionary and they are truly life-changing. And what's most important about them, Monique, is that it finally becomes your life. Exactly. When you start to work in this way. And that's the key. Yes. Well, you know, the one thing you didn't mention, which is something I'm most interested in, and it starts July 2nd, and that's the self-mastery course. Yes. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that's right. I did not mention that. It's mm-hmm. uh, the self-mastery course I'm going to be teaching live. Okay. So uh, it's going to be once a week, um, probably for about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes uh, over about a four month period. And then once a month, I'll also include um, just a live Q&A with Uh everyone who takes the course. So you can actually ask me the questions that are at the forefront of your mind. And it will be information, uh, teachings, wisdom uh, that is currently not available in this realm on this planet. Mm -hmm. 
And mm-hmm. so it, it is authentic self-mastery or what literally exists beyond enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And, and believe it or not, Monique, there's, there's much, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's much that exists beyond enlightenment. And just to add to that, um, putting your body back together is, is an aspect of, of authentic self-mastery, which you have complete dominion over your body, mind and your mm-hmm. body of energy, and even be able to access other energies. So that's an aspect of self-mastery. And those, that's one of the things that actually exists beyond enlightenment. And I even, I'll even give some examples of uh, incarnations of certain, of certain beings that were operating beyond enlightenment. And it'll just be fascinating to see, and it'll be completely life-altering for people to hear some of the information that goes along with what's available to a being when they, when they move past enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very, again, heavy, but light. (laughs) Um, Now for the person who's read the book or is going to read the book and they want, you know, a little bit more personal contact, do you offer one-on-one sessions with people? And if so, how often? Yes, I I do. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm booked for a, a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's available, it starts around June or the middle of June, some, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you can go onto the website. Um, you can pick a, a date and a time if it's, mm-hmm. if it's available, it's like a calendar and yeah. you just, you just pick that. And then you, you know, you're able to book the session, you fill out this digitally fill out this waiver form, and then you have a, a session booked and we spend an hour, uh, essentially on anything that someone would like to talk about that hour is whatever it is they want to work on. And I'm happy to help people with whatever it is that they're working on. And I've been asked every single question I think that could, poss- <laughs> could possibly exist. So uh, it ends up being really helpful for people because one, they're offered a perspective that they weren't currently operating with. Mm-hmm. And when you have a different perspective, everything changes. Yes, it does. And now, I, go ahead. No, let's go ahead. Okay, I got to ask this question, and it's about your household, your partner, Jennifer, and your two little mixed Jack Russells and Chihuahuas. How do they work with all of this energy? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's interesting. One, one of the Jack Russells, uh, he left his body. Uh, yeah, that, that's okay. He's around all yeah. the time. Uh-huh. Um, he left his body, I guess it's now a year. Wow, so yeah, it's a year ago, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and the other Jack Russell Chihuahua is here. So normally when I'm doing some, we'll say if I'm meditating, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm kind of always in a meditative state anyway. Um, but if I'm doing some real high frequency work, mm-hmm. the one, uh, the one Jack Russell I'm looking at her now, I know this is audio, but she'll, <laughs> she'll literally come over and just mm-hmm. sits on my lap because she, she likes to sort of sit in that high frequency. Interesting. My dog does that too. When I meditate, yeah. no matter where she's at in the house, she will come and sit on my lap. And yeah. at first I was like, no, shoo, go away, go away. And then I'm like, no, you know, she needs it or wants it, whatever. Very interesting. Yeah. The, the other effect um, I'm told is uh, that it becomes, you're able to operate free of thought and emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the environment that I create is such a high, high, high frequency environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the hospital, the, the nurses would actually ask if they could come in and sit silently and have their lunch because the room oh, wow. felt so good. So uh-huh. when you operate in a high frequency way, it, it ends up affecting your entire environment. Mm-hmm. And so my partner, she's like, it's, um, she's like, I don't even think, I feel like I'm floating the whole time and she doesn't have to sort of do anything for it. So maybe she's riding the, 
the the high energy or high frequency coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. Boy, I've enjoyed speaking with you so much. I could talk to you for hours and I know you've got other things to do. So why don't you share a pearl of wisdom that you would like to leave with our audience today? you know, to help us get through this, this time of dense, heavy energy. Everybody says, oh, the energy is so heavy. It's so dense. The war, the this, the COVID, the that, you know, help us, give us something. Yes. And please go, go back to that analogy I talked about, about the sun and the clouds mm-hmm. and, and know that whatever is going on here doesn't really touch the real you. It does not touch your essence, just like no matter how bad the weather is and no matter how long it goes on for, It doesn't touch the sun. Mm -hmm. The sun remains unscathed. And know everyone who listens to this, know that what you really are is untouched by everything that goes on here. What you really are is untouched by what goes on with your body-mind. You are far, far beyond and far, far more than everything here added together. And to start to feel this within your own heart. Let yourself be so present that you begin to tangibly feel what I'm talking about, that no matter what's happening, it doesn't really affect you. And when we start to do this, when all of us start to do this, we're going to start to all behave in a different way because we're going to start to realize that that peace, that, that completeness, Mm -hmm. that love that we feel inside of ourselves is the same for everyone. That's what we all are. We're not the suit. We're not the emotions. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not even the actions that we take. We're beyond all of those things. And once we start to experience that within ourselves, we'll be able to connect and commune with others in the same way. And then all this drama just disappears, just like the clouds part and you can finally see the sun. The sun. That's how you do it. Oh, love it. Um, you can't see me, of course, but I've got my hands clasped together in honor and thanks for you, eternal thanks. Um, RJ Spina, the uh, book is Supercharged Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair. Folks, you know, I don't say this often. This is the one book you should get on healing self. It's simplistic if you just do the work. Don't think about it, just do it. Allow yourself, and I think that's the operative word, the allowing. Allow yourself to to be, to do. And let go of preconceived outcomes, just go with the flow. And um, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I'm sitting here talking to this gentleman and the frequency has risen. I am seeing golden pink spots all over the place, which is a positive for me, high vibration. So as you listen to this, just allow your vibe to go wherever it needs to go. Okay, because um, it will adjust and you won't find yourself in the same energy that you started listening to this program with. RJ, thank you so much. Um, To the audience, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and attention. And everyone, please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of supercharged self-healing. Upon the blessings, light and love to all. Agape.